Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I am your producer and editor, Johnny Gwynn. Folks, whether you've ever heard this show before or not, you know that we're all about delivering a real fishing report every week as fresh as we can and get that information into your ears before you head out onto the water for the weekend. But every once in a while, your host, Brian Sin, needs a week off. So, no new freshwater fishing report this week. But what we did, we went back to the same week in previous years, 2021, 2022, and picked out the pearls of wisdom from those past mid-February shows from our local pro and expert anglers and contributors. And I hope this flashback episode helps you this week hear a pattern, be able to put a pattern together, and then be able to go out in the water and fill the boat with fish. Enjoy this flashback special. Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. Also brought to you by Fish Bites. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to Fish Bites. We are the Fish Bites Nation, and this is your invitation, so grab some Fish Bites and get busy casting, because you can't join the nation without doing the catching. Ask for Fish Bites or Fish Club Lures, or visit fishbites.com. Also brought to you by Hayabusa Fishing. Hayabusa provides the world with outstanding fishing hooks. Hayabusa is manufactured in Japan with technical designs, functionality, durability, and styles that customers who want to catch more fish demand. Hayabusa Fishing works tirelessly to provide the highest quality products manufactured and ensures current and prospective customers achieve a higher level of performance by using innovative products. From sabikis and saltwater hooks and jigs to freshwater hooks, see what they're all about at hayabusafishing.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Hope you guys are having a great week. I'm fired up about segment number one today. We're going down to Ufala West Point Report with Captain Steve Graziano, better known as Graz. Graz, what's going on, my friend? I tell you, I'm down here right now in the middle of a, a big bass tour, and there's boats everywhere down here. I'm I'm just down here fishing around and. Just like you say, the weather changes. I mean, the wind is finally laid, finally. The last few days, it's been brutal. Now, now but, talk uh, to me about this big bass deal they got at Ufala right now. Is it just Ufala? Yeah, right now, they got a three-day. Today's the first day of it. You can still enter it. Of course, they won't let guides in, so the, they, they won't let me in. But anyway, uh, you can still get in it for tomorrow and, and Sunday. And uh, it's an hourly thing, from what I understand. And you weigh, they give you a report as to what's been weighed in for each hour. And then I think they give away a, a boat at the end for the largest bass. So it's all about the one big bass. So it's it's pretty, I mean, from what I read on Facebook, they had like 700 entries. Good gracious, so that's awesome. 
The mayor's in it. Jack Tibbs is fishing. I saw him earlier, so he's in it. But they're all over the place. But it's I think it's a good uh, deal because a lot of the people that have fished it are fishing it again. And there and there's some strategy, you know, because if you catch a big fish, you don't have to weigh it in right when you catch it. You can keep it and then weigh it in at a later time. So it's because you can kind of look at. So when you're fishing, let's say I catch a six pounder, and I go, <clears throat> do I have the ability to look at the leaderboard for that hour? Yeah, as far as I know. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure, but from what I've been told by my friends that fish the thing, that you can see. I don't think the public can, but the, the, the fishermen that entries can see w- what's leading for that hour. Okay. And they have an hourly uh, prize, cash prize. And then at the very end on Sunday, whoever caught the biggest bass gets a, I think it's a nitro rig, nice rig from what I understand. So. Man, that's so, that's so cool. And, and, and you know what I, what I love about these type of tournaments, and I know we've got one coming up here in the next uh, sometime in April, I can't remember the exact day. It's in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we got one on Martin. We've got another one up on uh, <clears throat> Needle Henry, I believe. They're they're doing those million dollar big bass deals, and it's like mm-hmm. you're talking about it. So. The Alabama Bass Trail has has got one on Neely Henry, I think. The yeah. ABT 100 is coming up, I think. I think so, but it's it. all it's all about that one uh, fish. No, no, there's there's <clears> on the, the best five, I think. Yeah. Okay, it's a but, different but, one. But, I but, right, the big bass tour is going around now to different lakes. I don't know what their next deal is, but I tell you what's going on down here in Eufaula right now. The last three days, the shad are spawning. So if anybody's uh, likes to fish shallow, the shad have finally moved up shallow the majority of them for the shad spawn. So uh, what's been happening last month is the shad, not all the shad have moved up and, and now they have because they're spawning. I mean, I come out of the uh, Lake Point this morning and birds were lined up on the bank. So it, it's fixing the shallow city, you know, swim jigs, square bills, you know, swimming worms, stuff like that. Chatterbait. The shallow water folks, you know, and the thing about it is when you get the shad spawn going, not every place where they're spawning, the bass, it takes them a, a little few days to, to find out where they're at, what, what I've seen over the years. So not every time that you pull into like a pack of birds that you're going to get bit, but you don't have to sit there and, you know, if they ain't there, you can go to the next one because there's a whole bunch of, the birds will tell you the, the story right now, the white birds and the, the cranes and stuff like that. Well, you just answered my part of my question for sure right there. And, and that's what, you know, we, we all, you know, you hear people talking about the shad spawn and getting excited about it. Cause you know, the fish are going to move up and, and, uh, <clears throat> but is that your main way that you identify when the shad spawn is happening? It's because of the birds. Well, everybody wants to look at the bank. Not all the shad spawn on the bank or in the grass. We've got right now, we've got what we call alligator grass, a viney type deal. And, you know, we've got a few other grasses now, but we used to have a whole lot more, but that's beside the point. But uh, not all the shad spawn in the grass. Uh, they'll, they'll spawn in hard spots, maybe even off the river, like shell beds. They'll get on shell beds early in the morning. 
uh-huh. in spawn, but uh, probably the majority of them will be close, to, you know, to the bank and not out. But you know, it's just it, it, you got to keep up with them. I mean, because they'll they'll move on you from one place to another. But a lot of times they they'll spawn in the same basic places that they did the year before. So that part can be predictable. Predictable but, a little uh, bit. So when when you when you have a shad spawn going on and there's lots of bait, obviously, in, in that area that you're fishing, and, and the bass follow the bait, right? So we, we know the bass are coming up in the mo- and, and following the bait, and they're shallow. But with all those shad up there in, 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 you know, in a confined space, a confined area, there's a whole lot of food for the bass, and there's a whole lot of options for what they're going, you know, for, for which shad they want to eat. Do you still try to match? I mean, you're fishing shad color. You're trying to mimic the shads that you know that's what they're on. Or do you try to do something to differentiate your bait from the millions or hundreds of thousands of shad that are up there spawning? Well, that's a good question. I'm not going to say that you can't throw something that doesn't look like a, a shad, you know, and not catch a fish. But the majority of the time, you need to probably match what, what they're eating at this point. Uh, thing about it is you got so much natural food that you got to really be on your toes as to what they might want. I, I think you, you don't come down here or, or any lake with a preconceived idea that they're just going to hit this one bait that you're throwing, unless you've had good history with it, you know, recently. But uh, I like to experiment with a few baits. I mean, the swim jig certainly is hard to beat. Uh, a chatter bait, you know, a white chatter bait can be good. Uh, a lipless crankbait can still be good. You know, a swimming worm, like say an ultra vibe uh, swimming worm and uh-huh. swimming it you know, mm-hmm. the grass. Uh, there's a bunch of different things that you can try. Square bill certainly is in play. And then, you know, once the shad spawn, they usually move out. You know, it usually happens in the morning. So then you just kind of back off, get in that 10 foot you know, area 10, 12, maybe even 15, depending on, and these bass will back off with them too. And so every, every day's different. You just have to figure out what's going on. We just had the rain came through and it's kind of stained up the water again, but that's good. Uh, a little stain's good. You just don't want mud. Right. Mud. Yeah. Like no. Right now, right now I'm sitting out here and I'm seeing shad jumping up on a shell bed. You know, I'm just sitting here talking to you and i see shad jumping up on a shell bed right now so but i don't know that they're spawning right this minute but they're shads there you know what i'm saying right yeah uh, usually the shad spawns in the morning so well how long will the shad spawn last 70 degree i think once you get up in 69 to 70 degree i'm looking at 70 degree water and that's usually when they uh spawn you know, the water has to get up to seventies, uh-huh. you know, just the water gets sixties, you know, they say, well, the bass are spawning and that kind of thing, but the shad don't, don't spawn at 60. They, uh, 70, I think is the magic number for, for a shad, but you know, I mean, I've been catching some good ones, you know, up on these shell beds, to be honest with you. But now that I see that they're in the grass, I'm fixing to, to get, you know, down and dirty and, and start throwing a swim jig and stuff like that. So good stuff, man. Hey, that's a, it's a fun time of the year, right? I mean, it's a, it's a fun time of the year to be out there and 
And like you said, it's uh, things are constantly changing, especially with the weather we've had. It seems like, you know, every year we have weather, but man, it seems like this year we've we doubled down on that. We've had so many storms coming through, and I mean they're they're calling for another two inches of rain next week, early in the week. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a constant constant battle for sure. Hey, it sounds like you're on the fish. You're catching them right now, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been, I've caught uh, last few trips, like a, we caught a five and a four and a half the other day. And then we got blowed out. We got blowed out because the wind came up. This was like, I think it was two or three days ago when the wind, right before that front came in, it was okay. And then it just blew. And then, you know, I had to go up the river to try and get out of the uh, the wind. It was just brutal. You know, problem with Lake Eufaula is when you got a south wind or north wind, because the lake runs north-south. So if you've got a 20-mile-an-hour wind north or 20-mile-an-hour south, that's when it can be really challenging out here. And uh, it can be, it's not, you know, you got to be careful. Yeah. got to be careful. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, because they just start stacking up on each other and then get gets pretty rough for sure. Hey, it sounds like you're your you're own fish. You're catching some good quality fish. You know, we do catch the small ones too. So I'm, you know, I'm be honest, you know. Sure. Hey, if, if, but, if, if small ones are fun small. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're bowing a rod. That's the main thing. That's uh, right. You know, we, we had a trip, I guess it was about a week or so ago. We caught probably um, maybe 25, maybe. And we had some really good ones mixed in. So. I mean, it's it's a fun time, and now that the shad are spawning, you know, it, it makes it even better. Yeah, no doubt. Are the will the bass? How close to spawning are they there? Well, I'm, you know, the bass have been spawning, but you know, when the bass spawn, they don't all just go up at one time. Right. So they have different waves. I think down south on the Georgia side, they've been spawning for you know over a month now. Oh wow! And now now they're starting to spawn up above the causeway causeway being the bridges what we call Mm -hmm. but uh you know there's some fish that's already spawned out and they're kind of you know post-spawn so i mean you've got all different phases going on that's what makes it fun this time of year right you got you got options well i mean you know if you're going to fish for spawning fish you want to use a senko or a, a wacky rig and go down the bank if you're you know going uh fishing shallow like that you know in the morning on a shad spawn you need to be fishing reaction baits you know the swim jig chatter bait and stuff like that so you know so after the after you fish the shad spawn slow down and, and try your uh you know cinco's and texas rigs and you know stuff like that yeah absolutely no doubt about it man yeah yeah hit the shad spawn early when they're spawning and then and then switch it up well man that's good stuff um if somebody, you know, I got to get a tip of the day from you, right? So, uh, Graz, if somebody was going to come up this weekend to Ufaula and uh, wants to catch some fish, what would your best advice be uh, for best tip be for them this weekend? I think I think the best thing for them to do would be to get here early, get here, you know, right before break of dawn, and uh, what you need to do is get your boat out there because. Uh, as soon as you come out of Lake Point and just look for the birds, you can go up underneath the bridge there at Kawiki. They'll be on the left or the right up 
And then if you want to go, you know, on out towards the river, look for the birds and get out there early, you know, and be able to, to get, get the shad spawn early because they will be snapping early in the morning. Guys, I don't think we can get much better tip than that. That is a great tip. If you're going to Ufala this weekend, get there early, look for the birds because they're going to tell you where the shad are for sure. And, uh, and we know the bass are probably going to be where the shad are, right? So get there early. And, and like Gras said, you know, the reaction bait first thing in the morning, chatter bait, square bill, whatever it may be. Uh, um, bait, you know, I didn't say that, uh, but yeah, bait can be good. Spinner bait, a lipless, uh, can be good, but uh, all of that stuff, swimming worm, swim jig for sure. And I mean, the, the fish will be shallow, they'll be up there trying to. What they do is they try and sheepdog the, you know, the shad up there on the bank. So it's an easy uh, catch for them. So you just got to trick them. Just trick them. What they want. That's what it's all about, about man. Well, well, guys, man, thank you. We appreciate you, brother. If somebody wants to book a trip with you, uh, you follow, what's the best way for them to contact you so that they can book a trip, come get in the boat with you, learn a lot and catch some fish. Well, we, you know, we, we do the fishing part, but I'm going to show them about electronics or whatever. I've got Hummingbird, Lawrence, and, and I, any questions they have about electronics, we certainly cover that too. But uh, they could catch me on Facebook, GrazesGuideService.com uh, is the website. So I'm, I'm on Facebook and I have my own website, and that's how they can get me. My phone 706. Five nine three four one nine two, but you know you can get on the uh, website or Facebook GrazesGuideService.com, and that's G R A Z S GuideService.com. Good stuff, Graz. Hey man, I appreciate you, brother. Always, uh, always appreciate a guy that will stop in the middle of his fishing trip, sitting in the boat watching watching the shad flip, <laughs> and uh, and take the time to call into the show. So we're grateful we to you, brother. Know. And, uh, we appreciate we can, it. We, we can, yeah, we can, uh, show you some alligators too. Cause alligators are out too. So my like goodness, I, big alligators. <laughs> I know you got them and you fall. I've seen them myself. Those things are monstrous down there. I All right, guys, we appreciate it, man. Brian, Get back to fishing. It, buddy. All right, buddy. Well, thank thank you. you. All right, guys, let's take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King. Built in the pursuit of perfection. Also brought to you by National Land Realty. Hey guys, this is Brian Sin, and not only am I the host of the Alabama Freshwater Fisher Report, but I am also a land agent for National Land Realty. Hey, you guys already trust me with bringing you the fishing report from around the state of Alabama, but if you have any needs with wanting to sell property or looking for property to purchase, hey, give me a shout. I would love to help you. My number is 601-383-2344. Let's start off on our CUSA river report with my buddy zeke zeke man talk to me how's hey, it going 
Going good, going good. Fishing's good. Life is good. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, you had a big weekend last weekend, right? Yes, sir, I did, yeah. It was a very successful weekend. I got to fish on my home body of water last weekend. And that was the, uh, what? which tournament was that on Saturday? That, uh, on Saturday, yeah, it was the Alabama Bass Nation, yes, sir. And then uh, Sunday, we, we got fortunate enough to win our uh, LM Bass Club tournament as well. So, real successful weekend for for me and my dad, uh, I got to share both those wins with him. That's, that's special too. Awesome, man. So two days in a row, back to back wins. That says a lot for you knowing what the fish are doing on Logan Martin. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we got him. We got, we had them figured out a little bit that the couple of days I practiced, uh, they were real good, but the tournament days, they were a lot tougher, but we got the job done. Man, that is awesome. I mean, you buddy, you, your buddy over there now. Don't, don't, don't win too many in a row. He's gonna get a little. He, you might make your buddy mad over there. Yeah, that's right. That's we can't right. have Joey getting upset with you. No, sir. Uh, no, we're about to head to Cherokee, so we're about to live, be uh, staying with each other for a week. So, we awesome. Gotta be happy with each other. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Where, where's uh, where's Cherokee at? It's in Tennessee, Morristown. Okay. Okay. Tournament up there this weekend. This coming or next weekend. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're leaving this weekend to go up there for the second stop of the Southern uh, Bass Opens. It uh, starts next Thursday, so we're going to get up there about Sunday and get us a couple practice days in and uh, get the tournament underway. Beautiful, man. Well, good luck to you guys. You are you are two of my favorite guys to have on the show, and, and I, yes, I told Joey last time we, we, we talked, I, I greatly appreciate you guys calling in. I know y'all have a busy schedule, and and uh, taking the time to call in here and be a part of this is greatly appreciated. And I know our listeners are, are, are get a ton out of it because, because, you know, you guys have such good information and, and know what you're doing and know how to explain it really well. So let's get into yes, that, sir. man. What are the fish doing on Logan Martin? Obviously you're real successful. Got them kind of patterned up right now. Right. What they doing, how you catching them? Yeah. So, uh, let's break it down. Let's start with last week. So, there was already a lot of current in the in the system. And what I mean by that is they're generating a lot of water out of the dams. So they were running, you know, about 20,000 cubic feet per second. And the water actually had slowed down. But with, we were faced with a big rainstorm on Friday, right before the, my tournament Friday. So that put more water in the system. And they ended up cutting the uh, generators up high. And they, I think they ran a little bit of floodgates on Saturday. So my point is we had a ton of ton and ton of current just you know it's real real swift right now so my game plan um going into it had to change a little bit so a lot of my water dirtied up and previous to the rain i was catching them real good on top water on spook and um on a sexy dog by strike king uh any walking style bait and you could about throw it most of the day and get bit pretty consistent now let me let me now, stop you right now, there not to not yeah. to interrupt you but on that when you're when you're throwing the spook or top water uh, are you fishing uh, i mean are you on the bank are you fishing points are you in how deep are yeah. how deep are those fish and what kind of areas yeah yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good question um so most of those fish are in a, a foot to three foot of water so real shallow um i target real flat uh clay points or rock points uh we, we have both and the bank can have both you know rock and clay but I target like in inside of creeks such as like Cropwell Creek or, or Rabbit Branch or anything like that. I, I target areas that I feel like the fish are using 
stage up to move back into a pocket. So if it's in the mouth of a pocket and it's real flat, that's kind of the pattern I was using. Oh, I got you. That sounds good. Getting to my point, the the the, the river changed a lot overnight uh, on Saturday. So usually when the water gets real dirty, I have a harder time. You can still catch fish on a spook. And I still know some guys that caught fish on a spook Saturday. So not saying they just totally quit biting it, but they quit biting it for me. So I had to make a change. So I kind of targeted those same areas, those flat points. And on Saturday, like in the creeks and even on the main lake, I, I did catch, I think I weighed in two, now I weighed in three fish off the main body. And I was targeting a little bit different out there. I was targeting riverbanks that are real, that are, I, that, that's what I call them. Uh, they're just real deep riverbanks. So they got a lot of chunk rock and they have points, usually little, little indentions in them. And uh, I targeted those. I had I, I know a lot of them, so I, I'm pretty comfortable. Once I find what they're sitting on, I kind of make the you know, pattern up the lake. But I targeted those with a chatterbait. And um, Saturday, I'll be real honest with you, I, I got six bites all day that day. So it was, I mean, it was a very yeah, it was a very uh, it was a very trying day. My my day didn't start out well. I, I didn't get a bite till like nine o'clock, but I ended up going down one bank and caught like my third biggest fish and my second biggest fish, uh, both on a chatterbait on a river bank. And then I ran a lot of other stuff and, uh, hit ended up going to one last like river, pretty flat river point, And I caught, uh, my third fish or my fourth fish. Yeah. Or my third fish. Sorry. And, uh, long story short, but it was about two o'clock and I still only had four fish and I hit one last little, uh, deal on the main lake up kind of up towards Stanley bridge. And, Ended up catching one almost six. So that was my fifth keeper of the day. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I caught it kind of last minute. It was it was real special by my dad. So on the Bass Nation, I was I was on the boater side, and my dad fished as my co-angler. And uh, dad caught two nice ones behind me that day, and ended up ninth place overall on the co-angler side as well. So uh, and both of his came on a chatterbait as well. But man, what a thrill! Yeah, it, it, That's awesome for you and yeah. your dad to be able to do that together. I know that was fun. It it was yeah man we, we, the boat was a uh, pretty pretty exciting uh, you know when right. we got we got that big one yeah it's, <laughs> it, it's you can't really replace that with anything else you know when something like that happens but yeah so that was my pattern on Saturday um, I caught all my fish on chatterbait after and the reason is because it got more dirty and I couldn't call them up on the spook I felt like so that was my reason for the change on the chatterbait um, but uh, I'll I'll touch on Sunday Sunday was pretty much the same we kind of we did have a big fog delay, so I hardly even threw the spook in, and I kept the chatterbait in her hand. And we did it in a little bit different section of the lake that day. They had actually slowed the water down just a hair, and uh, they were on some places that they had not been on. But it was the same same type of type of stuff. Those riverbanks uh, and the points of the riverbanks was like chunk rock, and uh, they had a big boulder on or something that was real key too. But the same same deal. We were just a little bit a little bit farther upriver from saturday so yeah they've been they've been eating a chatterbait real good um and we caught more fish on sunday they bit a lot better i think we caught ended up catching like 10 fish but with a fog delay we had a little bit shorter time so i, I feel like if we would have got the morning bite we might have caught extra fish as well yeah well what about um you know we had the obviously we had the, the big storm come through and rain and wind and all that and a lot of rain uh this week <clears throat> have have you been did you go today or yesterday since the since the rain or Yes. Yeah. How, so, how's uh, that affecting? Did that affect anything? Yeah. Um, 
so I think the river was already so muddy. I, I don't think it really hadn't muddied up uh, the river anymore. It actually got a little bit clearer after the rain. Today, I actually saw a noticeably difference. It's starting to look like it's getting more dirty uh, today, but I'll I'll come back to that later. But uh, a couple of days ago, I had a trip, and then yesterday I had a trip both on Logan Martin, and they were back on the Spook deal. And uh, same same deal. They're they're on those places staging up the spawn. And then we tried to uh, fish for some spawning fish, and uh, we didn't catch. We caught maybe one or two. So I still think the fish are mostly in pre-spawn mode, but we probably got 30 blow-ups on a spook yesterday. So mm. uh, they're, def- they're definitely back on it. It's, it was a real fun day, especially yesterday morning with those clouds and a little oh, bit of wind. It was what a, perfect, a fun, perfect so, such a fun way to fish, man. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Good fish too. They, we had, the, the boy I was actually with, he was, he's a, a junior in uh, high school, but he, uh, he actually caught his PB spot yesterday. It weighed like four forty something on spooks. And uh, he was, we're real excited about that as well. So they they are good fish too. You know, they weren't all just, you know, your regular size. They're fat and happy right now. Man, that's one of my favorite baits to fish. And it's when they're on it, it's nothing more fun. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an exciting way to fish. I love it. Uh, don't get to do enough of it. So I'm going to come sneak up in your boat and we're going to go before all that yeah. starts. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They're, they need to catch them before they go on bed because once they go on bed, you have to kind of drag around. But there's always fish biting, biting a spook somewhere on, on Logan Martin and Lay. And especially if you have the correct conditions, you know, and a little bit of cloud, a little bit of wind, but they'll still bite it in the sun as well. So do you change colors? Do you change colors of your spook very often? Yes. Yes, I do. That's a good question. So yesterday, I was actually throwing, we're both throwing uh, sexy dogs, which is a you know, Strike Kings like walking style bait and the three hook version so it was a little bit bigger version um but anyways yeah so i i tied him on actually a, a hard knocker version of it in a bone color and then and you gotta mind the the waves and the wind and uh was kind of it was kind of actually a little bit too choppy for a spook in like some spots but we still got bit on it. but anyways i was throwing a different color and it was a like a clear shad type color that i throw a lot on logan and he was getting way more bites on the bone than I was that little bit clear water shad color. So I, I switched over to the bone real quick and joined in on the party. But yeah, yeah. so if the conditions are like that, like I definitely say if it's cloudy and a little bit of windy and muddy, I would definitely go with the spoot or the bone color, excuse me. And if, in the sun, it feels like, I feel like I like that little bit uh, clear top water. I think they don't get as good a look at it and they can't really tell what it is in that little murky water. So I think with the sun, that's the go- color go to. But yeah, that's, that's kind of, I keep it real simple with colors. Good deal. Hey, it's, you know, I know we're, we're pre spawn. We're getting ready to spawn. Is, I know the water temperature is, is, is key. And how much does the length of daylight, I mean, our days are getting longer, right? I mean, does that play a factor in it or do you think it's all water temperature? Yeah. Yeah. No. I've been a firm believer in the time change uh, deal for years. Um, I think they they go off more of that than anything because I've seen them try to spawn, you know, even when it's not really the right time or the right water temp. Let me say that. I really want to say 62 is kind of the magical number, especially when you get up there in like 65, 68. I feel like that's when the days are getting longer and we're getting closer to the the moon phase, you know, a full Mm -hmm. moon and 
all that. And you can, you can tell when they make that transition, and the, the big wave pushes up and it's usually, uh, historically, it's usually the first week of April. So these two weeks before or the last two weeks of March are always seem to be the best time to fish. Cause they, and it, it, every year around the first of April, unless we have some crazy weather that knocks them back or something real cold for some reason, will knock them back. It's the only thing that slows them down. But historically that's when I've always seen it. And, and as the days get longer, the more fish you see pull up, not to spawn, but you know, they're on those real flat places right outside of a spawning bay. So I, I think they know like when those afternoons get longer and the sun stays out, you know, they stay up shallower and, and uh, you know, I, I really do think time of day is the main deal for me at least. Dang man. Yes. That's, that's good. So if, if um, there again, we're getting toward that first of April, uh, if I'm going to come to Logan and enjoy throwing a spook, I need to hurry. That's what you're saying, ain't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. Well, hey, you know, before we let you go, we got to get a tip of the day. And uh, so if somebody's going to come up there and fish Logan Martin this weekend, what's your tip? Yeah. So like I said, today, uh, the water got a little bit noticeably uh, muddier and, um, you know, it's from the rain, but I, I don't know if the creeks are finally catching up. Like they actually might've let the water up just a hair, you know, Logan Martin has a winter pool. So uh, winter pool is like, 460 and full pools 465 so it's like four i think it's almost 461 right now so they've let it up so i think there's a lot there's a lot of debris in the water too uh so be careful with that there's a lot of logs but um what i'm trying to say is i think uh, there's some fresh mud coming through so the bite kind of seemed delayed today uh, a lot of short strikes so i think once they have by the weekend the water should settle back down just a hair and uh you should be able to catch them on a spook uh still so uh, and don't be afraid to throw it all day or, you know, pick it up more than you think throughout the day, especially if you have a little bit of wind and especially if it's cloudy, but I think it's going to be sunny a lot this weekend. So, and plus if they don't bite that, you kind of throw that chatterbait on those same places and uh, you should have success. So the key to the chatterbait, I mean, the, the spook is that, do you throw it on that calm? I mean, not a ripple on the water, bluebird day. Or do you prefer, it sounds like you prefer a little cloud cover maybe and a little chop mm-hmm. on the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's super calm days. Uh, you can catch fish on it early in the morning, typically uh, still because of, of the low light. But yeah, if you want to throw a spook most of the day or uh, really put your head down and lock one rod in your hand like that, I definitely would pick a day where the wind is blowing, you know, not too heavy, like probably five to 10 miles per hour. You don't want to throw it in like 20 or 25, of course, but uh, that five to 10 mile per hour wind and, and find you a point of the wind blowing in on it. And it, it, it can be sunny. And I still caught a lot of fish and some of my biggest fish that, uh, when it's super sunny. So a lot of people mis- get a misconception on that. They're still up there feeding. And a lot of times, sometimes the spooks only think they'll bite because uh, they're so shallow. And if you throw something else in there and the water's a little bit clearer, they'll run away from it. But that boy that caught, I was speaking on a while ago, that caught his PB spot. He caught that fish at 12.02 Good uh, gracious. yesterday. That's awesome. Yep. Good stuff, man. So, well, hey, buddy, we appreciate it. Thank you for calling. If somebody wants to get in touch with you and book a trip, guys, I think y'all can tell by our conversations that Zeke knows what he's doing. He's, y'all going to catch fish. You're going to learn a lot with him. What's the, what's the best way for him to get in touch with you, brother? 
Yeah, so you can get either my social media, uh, Zeke Gossett on Facebook or ZPG Fishing on Instagram. Um, that's the best way to contact me. Good stuff, man. Zeke, appreciate you, buddy. And uh, look yes, forward sir. to talking Thanks. to you again soon. Good luck in your tournaments. And, uh, hey, when yes, you got sir. that empty spot in the boat, I know it doesn't happen very often, but I'm 20 minutes from there, brother. It don't take me long. I can get there. That's right. All right, That's man. right. Let's go catch now. Let's do it, buddy. Holler at you next time. Yes, sir. All right. All right, guys, let's take just a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. MallardBay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen. Their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S., you can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, mallardbay.com. Not sure where you want to go yet? Reach out on Instagram or Facebook and they can help you find your dream hunt. Also brought to you by l and Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. l and Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. l and Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you go visit their friendly reliable and experienced staff now locally owned six miles north of i-10 on 34600 highway 59 in stapleton alabama or call 251-937-1380 now let's go down to the talapusa and talk with jake maddox jake's how, how are you my friend i'm good how are you Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to see some clear skies here in Alabama today, even though it's a little bit, little bit cooler than it has been. But uh, it's glad, glad to see some sunshine. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Wishing I was fishing right now. Yeah, man, I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's talk about fishing. Where you've been fishing lately? How's the, how's uh, have you been on Martin or the Cuso? Where, where have you been lately? Yeah, I've been on Martin, and I went a little bit. I went two times to Lake Harding recently but uh yeah mainly lake martin let's talk about it man how's the fishing been it's been really good it's been really good you know there's still a lot of fish shallow but i'm my mind's starting to turn into really following those blueback herrings that herring as it uh the water temperature starts to climb so you can still you right now is a great time to fish lake martin you can fish shallow you can fish deep and they're biting everywhere that's good, man. I've heard that from the last report we had there is that they're biting everywhere right now. So are you, are you, oh, yeah. so kind of what's your technique when you're going out in the morning or kind of, kind of how are you starting your day? So I'm starting my day. I'm usually looking for uh, like places that right now, as we start to get a little warmer, every time we're on a, around a full moon, I'm going to look for some sort of bait fish spawn here in the next couple of weeks, whether that's shad or herring. And uh, I'm going to, target just long flat points that are either clay or sand and i'm gonna use either a big top water or spinner bait or underspin swim bait and just really fish as fast as i can around those places keep control motor as fast as it will go and just cover a bunch of water first thing in the morning after that i kind of switch things up and go go to the bank to do some largemouth fishing 
you know, the same techniques that were working about a month ago are still working, you know, wacky rigs under docks, throwing a fluke around, a pawpaw, you know, some sort of small topwater bait. They've all been producing quality fish on Lake Martin. Good stuff. Well, I, I, as far as the quality fish, you know, what, so what size, you know, what size have y'all been catching? Have y'all been catching a pretty good, uh, does it seem like the, the fishing, the fish are getting bigger or? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. We've been catching, you know, some solid fish. The other day, my brother caught, we were actually practicing for a tournament and my brother actually, he saw a fish under, we saw a bunch of fish underneath the dock and we thought they were all, all bass. So we're like, well, okay, this is the winning spot. There's these big bass underneath this dock and then we turned it around and we saw that they were carp and then my brother said i swore i saw a bass underneath there and he skipped his wacky rig and caught a six and a half pounder the other day nice uh, yeah on accident the day before the tournament so oh uh, not one you want to stick the day before the tournament but i mean it's still definitely quality fish on lake martin and, you know we caught a bunch of really good fish good healthy fish too really awesome and it I need to say this, one of our sponsors for Auburn is OGS Tournament Series, and they're doing, starting April 1st, they're going to do a, it's April 1st through July 4th, they're going to have a tag fish thing, so like, there's a, I think 100 tag fish in Lake Martin, and there are various prizes, one of them's a truck, one of them's a boat, and there's even wow. a tag for a million dollars. What? Into a yes, sir, yeah, there's a million dollar fish swimming around in Lake Martin right now. Oh and my gosh, that's crazy to think about. That'll bring out the fishermen. A lot of people would think, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to catch that fish. But I think the day after they tagged him, already a fish was caught the next day. And then wow. I think then like several fish, like uh, maybe 10 fish already caught with tagging them. But like, I think they tagged him earlier this month and people have been catching them pretty frequently. So it's Dang. not out of the picture to catch dollar fish on lake martin right now yeah that's exciting <laughs> that's exciting well are the fish are the uh are the fish are, are they on bed they coming off they going on what are they doing yeah, there's, uh, it's a little bit of everything right now you still have a little bit of pre-spawn you have a lot of spawning and you have a lot of post-spawners you're seeing a lot of fry garters a lot of stuff like that and you're seeing a lot of big largemouth cruise around and then the spotted bass, same deal. They're they're embedding a little bit deeper. Every now and then you'll see some, you know, spawning shallower where you can see them. But a lot of times they're just, you know, just a hair off the bank. Or just spawn a little bit deeper between that, you know, four to twelve foot range is where they like to spawn a lot of times on pea gravel or sand or clay. And really, if you can find a mix of all that, that that's the key. That's a good area. Now you were talking about those long sloping ridges that go out into the lake is what you're what you're fishing uh-huh. on a lot and fishing fast. And you're looking for you're looking for fish just out there chasing chasing bait fish. Yeah, they're just chasing blueback herring. Some of them maybe you know still like spawning a little bit. These are basically just shallow places that are offshore, and I'm just fishing really really fast. I'm either. If it's low light conditions, that's what I start. First thing in the morning or in the evening, or if it's a nasty day outside, then I'll pretty much commit to just doing that. And that's this is the time of year you can catch some of the biggest spotted bass of your life on Lake Martin, or you know your personal best for Lake Martin. You know this right. time of year. You know last year we caught a lot of four pounders burning the wake bait and the top water around some of these places. What kind of top water you go to mainly? Because you're saying you're fishing really bass, so. Yeah, I like a uh, – there's a couple of different ones. I like the original Super Spook, the One Knocker, the Saltwater one. I like the Evergreen Shower Blow. There's a couple – and I like the uh, I'm a Little Stick. 
the little stick and the Amis skimmer. They're all really, really good top water baits. Um, they just imitate back herring, and you're able to work them very fast, and they throw a lot of water. Well, good deal. Well, it sounds like y'all catching a lot of fish on Martin right now, so that's that's exciting. And uh, before we let you go, man, we got to have a tip of the day for the Coosa Tallapoosa River. So, what would your tip of the day be, Jake? Really, just to, I've been uh, playing around with you know my topwater baits, and instead of using your standard split ring to your treble hooks, I've been actually tying braid from my bait to my treble hook so that the fish can like kind of swing with the bait a lot more and has some it won't get leverage on the bait and won't throw the those big top waters because the ones we've been throwing have been like kind of saltwater ones mm-hmm. um bigger top waters and they're kind of heavy so a lot of times they'll throw the bait just because of how heavy they are so with that braid it allows it to twist a little bit more so this fish can't really get leverage on that bait and spit the bait man that's a great tip thank you for that jake all right, guys, let's take a few moments and hear from some of this week's sponsors. Baker's Metalworks and Dixie Supply. Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply offer numerous items to help you get your project done right the first time. They carry a variety of different panel profiles in your choice of colors and gauges with all the matching trim and accessories. They also offer a full line of hardware items and post-frame building designs. Their friendly and knowledgeable sales representatives are always willing to help answer any questions or concerns you may have. Contact them with any questions or get a free estimate today. Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. Also brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The days of heading out and blindly looking for good fishing areas are pretty much over. Don't waste time and money on fuel searching for fish. You need the most recent, highest resolution images to not only know where to go, but where not to go. The knowledge provided by today's technology is critical when planning an offshore fishing trip. Make the choice that the professional captains all over the Gulf of Mexico make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com. Let's go north for the Tennessee Smith Lake Report with Captain Jim Leary. Captain Jim, how are you, sir? Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I was enjoying some of this warmer weather till today, anyway. Until we got the storms coming through, you y'all get any tornadoes up there on y'all? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, over there in Balington, just up the mountain from me, I'm pretty sure they had a tornado after they pretty much said it was all clear last night. That's about it, right. My buddy that just left the house come through there, and he he told me it was a disaster. Oh my goodness. So, mm-hmm. Well, dang, man. Well. Obviously, before uh, those storms, we man, we had some beautiful days. Temperature was warming up. I'm sure, you know, the water temperature warming up. I know you've been fishing on Pickwick and Gunnersville both lately. Man, I'd love for you to kind of give us a report on both of those and kind of what's been going on there and how the fishing is. Yeah, man, uh, we'll start with Gunnersville because uh, that's where I do my guiding at. It was going really well. I mean, we were catching good fish and good size fish i mean it was getting right then we had the influx of all these tournaments and i believe saturday there was probably anywhere from a thousand to fourteen hundred boats on the water and uh well you know in these high school tournaments they have unlimited numbers of what they can have and i heard there was upwards of 400 boats in that one tournament then uh you had the abt here they are 225 then the angler's choice and the Fishers of Men National Championship got to start their practice on Friday, I believe. 
and their tournament started. Night. That's a lot of pressure. And, and their tournament started today for each of them. They were starting on the exact same days. I'm telling you, it, it, it's a circus. There's not even a ringleader. They just have tournaments on top of tournaments on top of tournaments. Something's got to give because we can't go out and enjoy the lake. You would think that that would be managed to where they only had one tournament <laughs> or one big two, tournament, yeah. you know, one on one for the weekend. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm telling you that it's getting to the point where we, the people that live here within a 40 mile radius can't even enjoy going out on the lake. You cannot find a parking spot at a ramp unless you get there an hour or two before everybody, you know, like normally rolls in. And then every bank you go down, somebody, you know, five more boats have just fished it in front of you unless you, you know, the first one to it. Something's got to give. I mean, I ain't using this as a something to get up and talk about it, but something's sure. got to give. I mean, it, it makes it hard on guides as well because places we like to go fish, you know, where we've been getting fished, there's two or three boats there and you, you can't pull in there. It's just, you just can't do it. I can't do it. And Gunnersville is a big body of water, but 1,400 boats. I mean, wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just a little, it's a little high. A little high. We were catching them. Now, granted, this week, about a lot of cancellations because of the weather. People don't want to fish in the rain or tornadoes now. Um, <laughs> right. Up until then, I mean, we were getting them right outside the spawning areas. It was lying enough to be really good. I did give some areas to a couple buddies that fished the ABT. I think they finished 20th or 21st. They caught a lot of fish. Though. They, they estimated they caught 60 fish in the tournament, and they, I think they had 17 pounds. We were catching them just outside, you know, when I say outside, you know, you got a flat, comes out and drops off, you know, and if it's a protected area, we're catching right in there on square bills and rattle traps as was the, the main two baits we were catching them on. And I just had, had several key areas where we were catching them. And it was, like I said, man, it was getting really good. I was excited for it. Yeah, bigger but fish starting to catch, starting to catch yeah, some good fish. Yeah, food. and they're... And they're white, so they're continually coming into you. You know, like they're moving in. And you sit there, you might catch five or six, and it'll go dead for about 10 minutes, and it's like five or six more pulled up. You caught five wow. or six more. Same spot, not moving the boat. It was, it was getting really good. Now, these storms, the lakes come up an easy two foot from yesterday. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and there's the chocolate milk's rolling now. You can look across there if you're up on a high enough elevation, and you'll see the streaks of the mud coming into the main lake from the creeks. What does that do to the fish? Our fish here, you know, it's different on every lake, but here they don't adapt well to it. It takes them a few days to, I don't say necessarily get comfortable, but I think they move to where they are comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's probably up against something, a dock or grass line. They move from where they were. And uh, I just don't think they feed as well because they're used to, you know, like a two foot visibility most of the time. But if it stays muddy long enough, you know, they will get back into certain areas like where they kind of were. And you can catch them again. It, they're just not going to swim real far to eat it. You got to get it in front of them. Get it right in front of them, right. Yeah, I didn't know if they drop back out into a little deeper water at that point or if they move up even shallower to the, you know, looking for some, I, trying to find some, some cleaner water. Well, with the water coming up, I believe they, they're going to follow it up just because of the temperatures. It's warm. Water temps pushing 60 where it was before all this. You know, we were seeing 58, 60 degrees by the end of the day. This is just a little hiccup. I mean, it, we'll get back on track after the storm, but it was getting really good. Man, I can't great. stress it enough. 
Well, it's that when that water temperature starts coming up like that, that's a that's, that's an exciting time, I know, for you guys and and for your fishermen for sure. You know, is this the time of year that you usually see? Uh, what time of year do you catch your biggest fish? Is it spawn time of the year, or it's right now, isn't it? Yeah, this is. I do a thing. And last year was the first year I didn't do it because we had such a horrible March. But this March is like a normal March, and I call it the madness of March. I don't call it March madness, but it's madness of March, and we always seem to catch really big fish this time of year. We're getting there. I mean, it's about to pop off where, you know, we should see some seven, eight, nine pounders in a week or so, catch them you know, maybe one or two a week maybe. Do those bigger fish just move up later? Do the, the, the smaller fish move up first and the bigger ones kind of follow them, and that's when you're catching them? Yeah. Yes and no. Um, some some parts of the lake, you know, the real big ones pull up first, and, and like other parts of the lake, you know, they're a little later. Like for some reason this year, like I we haven't caught many little ones. You know, our average is three pounds and up right now. We just haven't caught real small ones. I think they're males. I think they're big males. Man, three pounds so, at three three plus average. How solid. I'm telling you, it was getting good. I I haven't posted any pictures or nothing. I've just been keeping it to myself. It's been kind of busy to sit down and try to do anything on the website or anything so we just sure. haven't put anything up so mainly what and, you're doing right now is you're fishing like square bills rattle mm-hmm. traps and just off the the bedding areas the fish getting ready to move yep. up yeah we're you know we've been focusing in the creeks that's been our little our little deal is running creeks like i said some of them you don't have to leave you can sit there and just catch them throughout the day without you know leaving and they'll just steady be following that creek up <laughs> It is. It's like they're supposed to be doing. It's like they read the book. Like, like a highway. And <laughs> they're just standing mm-hmm. That is great. Yep. Good stuff. Then, uh, so then, you know, had a BFL last weekend over on Pickwick. Mm-hmm. One over there Thursday and Friday in practice. I was actually coming home by 8 o'clock Friday morning because I needed more stuff. I didn't bring enough. I knew what I was going to be doing. I got the new Lawrence Active Target. I had the one bracket for scout mode, which is, you know, like the horizontal position and got to have that on Gunnersville just because of all the grass. And then uh, when I got over there, they don't have a bunch of grass. They have a lot of open area and I needed it to be facing forward. So I drove back to Gunnersville and got the right bracket, installed it all here at the house and went out and tested it, make sure it's how I wanted it. Got up at 1230 in the morning and drove back over to Pickwick, actually over Mississippi mm. to the JP Coleman park. You know, that's where the tournament went out of. It was like a two hour, 40 minute drive. So we did that and things started off really cool because the first place that I stopped on, I couldn't go where I wanted. There was a boat there. So I started on my, on my backup spot, which at the time was all largemouth. Like, I mean, I found, caught a good one and I made another cast and shook it off. Tournament morning pulled up. They're all smallmouth. <laughs> caught three, caught two really big ones and I caught a decent one. Then I moved around and caught two more largemouth. Then um, fished throughout the day using my active target and I was finally able to call up twice close to the end of the day with like another four and a four and a half I think is what yeah and I nice. have 19 pounds 15 ounces and I took second that's awesome man congrats thank you the guy that took, got won it had 25 and he had a nine and a half pounder to go with it good night so, that helps yeah I wish I had it yeah uh, it was a good tournament I go back next weekend for another BFL for the, actually the choo-choo division I went over there to get away from the crowd at Gunnersville because of all the madness. That's why I decided to yeah. go over there and fish. Well, I heard but, Pickwick um, has just been on fire the last few weeks. It's been, it is. Well, if I can drive over there and figure it out in a day, I mean, anybody can go over and figure it out in a day. 
it was pretty fun. So you fishing at Pickwick, were you, are you fishing same type style trying to catch pretty? Not necessarily, not necessarily. Not a whole lot of grass. So I just went with the typical Pickwick stuff. You know, I just was fishing bars and bank, you know, the bank was my better deal because I felt like the fish wanted to be there with all the current. Mm -hmm. So I did really well on the banks, just going up and down a couple banks that's where i called at and you know, i you, started on a little little shell bed in the morning what were you what are you fishing the banks with square bill square bill is yeah. there a particular color this time of year that you like to key on with that well the water color is real pretty so i just went with a shag color i threw a red some i, I got some bites on that in practice but i i just felt like everybody was throwing red so i just went the other way right one with a shag color. Yeah, buddy likes red this time of year, no doubt. I know. It works. I it just works. Don't work for me all the time because I just got to do a little different. I don't want to. Don't want to be fishing something you know behind somebody doing the exact same thing. You know. Well, hey, coming so in try second, to mix it up. Uh, coming in second, nineteen pounds. You was doing something right. Well, the fish this time of year, like throughout the day, do you change your technique or, or change your area? Like you start off really in, in one area and then with one bait, and then as the day sun gets hotter and more daylight, do you go to a different pattern? I did. I had to because I, I stopped getting bit what I was doing the day before in practice or the two days ago in practice. Nothing was working, so I just started eliminating areas and baits and then got a bite. You know, then I got another bite, you know, that allowed me to call up, you know, once I started figuring out that they wanted to be shallow, like stupid shallow. So kind of just process of elimination just kept going through, you know, where I thought they would be until I found them. Yeah. They, you know, it got real warm that day. I, I ended up being in shorts and a t-shirt. I mean, it was, it was real nice. Yeah, it got nice. It did. Now we get, now we're back in jackets again for a few days. Yeah, we're paying for it now. Yeah, paying for it now. <laughs> well, man, it sounds like uh, there again, congratulations on last weekend Thank you. And, and good luck this coming weekend back on Pickwick. If you were going to give a tip of the day for Pickwick or Gunnelsville, you can choose whichever one you want. Uh, what would your tip be for the Tennessee River Smith Lake? Well, I know it's time for the bridges. I mean, you can get on a bridge and probably catch you a bunch of fish right now on Gunnersville. And Pickwick, I ain't too sure because it's flooded right now. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the leaks got postponed today. They were supposed to be day one there today. And the water come up and flooded the campground. So oh, I man. knew that. And, and the wind was, too, was really high blowing against that current and it stacks those waves up. So I know it got postponed and I've heard rumors it might be canceled, like rescheduled for later. Pickwick, I mean, with that water coming up, it'd be hard not to get in some of those pockets and start dragging because them fish are ready to spawn over there. They're, I think they're farther along than our fish, seems like. Good stuff, man. Well, Captain Jim, man, we appreciate it. Thank you for jumping on again, buddy. I always love having you on here, and you always give a great report. If somebody wants to come book a trip with you, you are the man that can put them on some fish. So how's the best way for them to reach you? You can always call 256 256- Six nine eight six five nine three. I have a website where you can contact us through if you want to type it out. It's a uh, it's GunnersvilleBassGuides.com and the regular social media, the Instagram and the Facebook. It's Gunnersville Bass Guides as well, and we answer them all, so it's not too hard to get a hold of us. Well, good deal. Well, guys, if y'all are listening to it and and you want to book a trip, give Captain Jim a call and. 
And, uh, man, you won't regret it. You'll catch some fish, and you'll learn a lot about the lake, too. So give him a call. Captain Jim, we appreciate it, man. Good luck in the tournament this weekend, and uh, we look forward to having you back on here soon, my friend. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right. Take care. Hey, we kind of covered a little of all of it. We went from the, the top part of the state to the bottom, and we kind of covered the whole deal today. So I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, that's going to be a wrap for this week's show, guys. If you're enjoying it, please take a minute and subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And if you'd like us to email you the show, we'll do it each and every week. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1777. Six seven. We'll email it to you every week. Make it easy for you. All right, guys. Y'all stay safe out there. Get out on, get out on the water somewhere this weekend. Cast some fish. Shoot us an email. Let you know how how you do. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona. Check them out on sepond.com. And by Killer Dock. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. And by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs as well as motor sales and services and now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And by Texas Hunter. Since 1954, Texas Hunter Products has delivered the finest quality fishing game feeders and hunting blinds in the industry. To learn more, visit TexasHunter.com. And by And Votonis Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. These ultralight night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. Photonis Defense, masters of darkness. And by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And by AFCO. Family owned and operated, AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements. Visit AFCO.com for on the water performance gear. And by AFCO. Family owned and operated, AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements. Visit AFCO.com for on-the-water performance gear. Also brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you're experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land the big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. For more information, visit www.NorthAlabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide.